misunderstandings. We're gonna have a lot of misunderstandings in this city. I f the police. F the police. F the police. Whoa. F the police. Y'all pick the right one. Y'all pick the right one. Yes. I'll organize 45,000 motherfuckers to be on y'all's front lawn. Do I'm it. not playing. Do it. And if somebody don't get some racial bias training to these white officers, we are one incident away from a race race war one incident away from a race war but it is to wake up black regardless of how many educated gang symbols you have at the end of your name regardless of how close in proximity you are to white supremacy regardless of how many you ride whoa and i am mad at you sis because if you ride on credit score get you that house boo get your 40 acres in your mule just don't forget what okay Okay. All right. Cool. That's where we at. And don't get to keep and abolish cash bail. Your bail. They're literally getting rich off of bail, and they're so ignorant and so disrespectful. But we're supposed to believe that they're there to protect and serve us. FTP to the death of me. I love y'all. I'm appreciative. Y'all don't get. All right. Well, that was Monica Cannon Grant. And she, of course, is a BLM activist, somebody out of Boston who was just indicted. So she's going to get more familiar with a lot of those things like bail and other aspects of criminal procedure. Here you can see the Department of Justice released this Tuesday, March 15, 2022, saying that the founders of a Boston nonprofit indicted on fraud charges uh-oh, we've seen a lot of these stories pop up, and here is yet another one. The defendants, you can see her down here, we're going to learn more about her, allegedly defrauded donors and grant issues, according to the Massachusetts Department of Unemployment Assistance and a mortgage lending business. The founders, a local nonprofit called Violence in Boston, VIB, we're going to learn more about them, they've been indicted by a federal grand jury in connection with a series of schemes to defraud their donors and VIB and Massachusetts and a mortgage company out of Chicago. And so we heard from this woman, Monica Cannon Grant, and she was very angry at law enforcement and white supremacy and cash bail, I guess. But here she is now. It looks like she was sort of released after she was uh, indicted. This is what she sounded like after the court proceeding. Monica, what happened to the donor's money? Your attorney said the government rushed to judgment. Is that true? Monica, just one comment. To the people of Boston, Monica. How can people trust you ever again? All right, so uh, not too talkative then. That's what happens when you get the Justice Department uh, down your throat. And so uh, doing the right thing, of course, not answering questions for the press. But let's see what the Justice Department says is going on here. They tell us that Monica Cannon Grant, age 41, and her husband, who is named Clark Grant, are now charged, both of them, with an 18-count indictment. It's a lot of counts. Two counts wire fraud. We've got one count conspiracy, 13 counts of wire fraud, one count false statements to a mortgage lending business, and it also charges the husband, hubby, one count of mail fraud. So sent something in the mail. We've got Cannon Grant was arrested, made her initial appearance, and I think the video that we saw was of her walking out after the initial appearance. So don't know if she was charged with a, uh, with, uh, I'm sorry, uh, released on bond or what the situation was here was see Grant was previously charged by a criminal complaint October 2021 with one count, but an arraignment date 
for Grant has not been scheduled by the court. Okay, so we see that uh, this is all still sort of breaking as of today, so we'll see more uh, as this unfolds. We also learn that Canon Grant is the founder, she's the CEO of this organization called VIB, an anti-violence nonprofit formally established back in 2017, stated purpose of which is to reduce violence, raise social awareness, and aid community causes in Boston. Very nice. Grant is Canon Grant's husband, also founding director, and until recently a full-time employee for a commuter services company since July 2018. Um, so I don't know what that means, commuter services company. I don't know. You know, I've seen some of those memes out there on TikTok and uh, some of the other YouTube short places where it, they, they say that they're a, you know, um, a resource reallocation awareness uh, person or a, a resource reallocation conveyance manager. And you go, oh, oh, you work for DoorDash? Oh, got it. All right. So I don't know what that means. Maybe it's that. I don't know. I went over to their website here, Violence in Boston, says that Violence in Boston, their mission is to improve the quality of life and outcomes of individuals from underserved communities by reducing the prevalence of violence, the impact of trauma, while addressing social injustices through advocacy and direct services. Uh, what did that say here? Um, the quality of life, improve quality of life and life outcomes of individuals from underserved communities by reducing the prevalence of violence. I'm following. And the associated trauma while addressing social injustices through advocacy and direct services. Hmm. Well, I don't know what they do. I mean, what types of injustices are they focused on? I mean, it's underserved, certainly. But anything in particular, what kind of services are going to be provided? Let's see if there's any info here. It says VIP was established with $1,000 since the work has been privately, personally, and crowdfunding all activities, no financial assistance from the government or other officials. Well, that's nice. In order to scale up the work and necessary due to the increase in violence survivorship, it's evident that VIP must partner with governing body to redress the hidden burden resulting from violence exposure. Through this partnership, Monica is going to lead them to becoming a one-stop shop for comprehensive victim services. So again, I don't know what those are. Their plan, they say, is to provide any resident who experiences any form of violence the ability to walk in and obtain all required assistance from VIP staff. So if you go to that website and you poke around, you say, well, I wonder what services they provide. It's difficult to really get to the bottom of it, but they do have a documentary that they want you to see. This is what it looks like. It's over there on YouTube, on their YouTube channel. They got 118 subscribers over there. 4,990 views, and it's Violence in Boston, the Monica Cannon Grant story. Well, isn't that beautiful? This is the official documentary. So that's probably where large swaths of the money had to go. And the indictment is now uh, continuing on, says this alleges the defendants conspired to use VIB as a vehicle to solicit and receive charitable contributions from institutional and individualized donor that they then used for a wide range of personal expenses. Mm, to enrich themselves while concealing those expenditures from their directors, officers, and others. From 2017 all the way to 2020, at least, they say that these two exercised exclusive control and diverted the VIB money to themselves. Through cash withdrawals, they cashed checks, debit purchases, and then they transferred right over to their bank account. You know, sometimes it's a lot of work to just take the cash out from one bank account, take it out, and then, you know, put it into another, just transfer it over. Very easy for them. 
And it's a lot of trouble to get up, and especially during COVID. So a couple just transfers right over to the bank accounts. On numerous occasions, Canon Grant then, allegedly, of course, these are all charges that are not proven yet. And the presumption of innocence is very important. It says here that they applied for public and private funded grants, and they used donations in which she represented the funds were to be used for charitable purposes. You know, we're gonna, we need these grants, we need these money monies because we're going to go do these things with them. However, it is alleged that Canon Grant and Grant use grant and donation money for personal things. Like what, you might ask? Well, here you go. Hotel reservations. We've got groceries. You know, gas. It's very expensive these days, by the way. Car rentals, auto repairs, Uber rides, restaurants, food deliveries. Uber Eats now. We've got nail salons and personal travel. The defendants did not disclose to other VIB directors or their bookkeepers or their auditors that they were using the funds for those payments. Well, why would they tell them? Isn't it their money? Can I do whatever I want with it? Here they say the defendants also tried to defraud Massachusetts, and they don't like when you do that. The Unemployment Assistance Agency, they say they collected unemployment assistance, so PUA, pandemic unemployment assistance benefits at the same time that they were getting paid from all other areas. They got money from VIB funds. They used those funds for personal expenses. They got consulting fees that went right back to them. Compensation paid to VIB. They got an annual salary on top of all that. So they were just getting money hand over fist and they thought because of the pandemic, oh, they're giving out free money, honey. Let's just go get it. Well, you know, should we... It's free money. Hello, let's go. And they did. And well, you can't do that because you got to make attestation. Uh, No, I need it. And this is what I'm going to use it for. I don't actually have any other income coming in because it's not actually free money. It comes from other people. Here we see, according to the indictment beginning in or on May 2020 through 2021, Grant and Cannon fraudulently applied for the benefits. This was all created by Congress and they knew that they were not eligible to receive them. They also allegedly coordinated the submission of false online applications and certifications for those funds, and they concealed their income used to obtain those funds. Wild. They submitted phony documentation in order to continue to receive those weekly benefits. I can't even, I can't even begin to guess how much, what percentage of all that COVID money was just fraudulently consumed. Probably by mostly the politicians, I would say, but where else did it go? Well, people like this. You can see here we have more. Additionally, the defendants allegedly conspired to defraud a mortgage lender when applying for a home mortgage loan in July 2021. And she's in Boston. Yeah, you know, she, she, uh, there was a, a, must have been the kind of a thing going around in, uh, in, let's say, the northeastern part of the country because we have Mosby, who is also, engaged in mortgage fraud, also violating some of the COVID pandemic relief funds. Maybe there was just a trend in the air to start, go to get these sort of vacation homes. Here, specifically, it's alleged that from in or about May 2021 to July 2021, they submitted false information and fraudulent documentation that represented VIB assets as personal assets. So you see that? They've got all this money sitting there in a charitable bank account, and they say, Oh, look, this is how, this is our money. I mean, we've been treating it as our money. We use it for Uber Eats and to fly all over the place. But I mean, it really is our money. So we can use this as collateral and 
get a nice loan on the top of it. That's okay, right? No, not really. Here, they concealed the fraudulent nature of this income and the fraudulent nature of the gift funds that Grant received in order to pay for mortgage fees and closing costs. The charges of wire fraud, as we're going to see, provide a sentence of up to 20 years in prison, up to three years of supervised release, conspiracy, five years in prison. And we just, we're seeing the sort of the maximum range here. And they're just layering them all on top of one another. Another 20 years, the charge of making false statements to a mortgage lending business, 30 years. Oh, that mortgage fraud, they get so mad if you try to steal that money. Woo. Up to five years of supervised release and a fine of $1 million. So you can see 20 here, five over here. We've got another 20 here, another 30 here, and a million bucks. Sentences are opposed by the judge. And according to the statutes, and of course, she is innocent until proven guilty, and she deserves all the due process that everybody is afforded. Here we see her again walking out of court. Seems like she's going to be facing some serious charges and some serious questions from the media there in her uh, local region there in Boston. And so we'll continue to cover it along. I hope you decide to join us on this journey. And don't forget to comment down there on this story. What do you think about this? I mean, do you think that there is any likelihood that she goes to prison over this? I don't know. It's a good question. We'll see what the judges say about it and what the prosecutors decide to do. They did, in fact, charge her after all, but we'll see what the penalty looks like because she is sort of on the right side of these issues on a lot of the uh, political spectrums, at least in my opinion, from some of the people that we see there in the Justice Department. You know, people like Attorney General Merrick Garland, who is really decided to shift his entire focus of the Justice Department on a domestic violent extremism, but for some reason uh, neglects to talk about any of the riots that took place back during the summer of love or unrest where it was fiery, but mostly peaceful. Saw a lot of activity there, but for some reason that bucket of uh, insurrection is not considered insurrection at all. It's just considered, I guess, peaceful protest where everybody else is lumped in to a very different category facing very different consequences. Some still sitting in uh, DC jails or rotting away, in my opinion, for their political perspectives more so than their crimes. And so I want to hear from you. What do you think about that and anything else that I just rambled through right there down in the comments section below? I'd love it if you shared this video with a friend or family member and invited them to come check out our channel. I look forward to seeing you on the next one.